what a year it has been. So difficult in so many ways. We've wrestled with the pandemic and the grief and the upset and the poor mental health that it has caused. We've been forced to recognise our part in the world's prejudice and the pain that it has caused to so many people's lives. And we've been awoken to the threat of climate change and the pressing need to do something about it. Don't get me wrong, there have been some wonderful things as well. Who will forget those moments of reunion with family and friends once the lockdown was over? Emma Raducanu's remarkable success in New York inspired us all. And up and down the land, there have been moments of great celebration. This church held a beautiful wedding back in June, and I'm sure you have been to other events like it. But in truth, we know what 2021 will be remembered for. We know what will be recorded in the history books. It will be the great human struggle that we have all been through on so many different levels. I found three of those Google search requests very telling. 2021 was the year when above everything else, people wanted to know how to heal, how to help our planet, and how to be hopeful. They're significant questions, aren't they? And every single one of us will recognise the emotions and the needs behind them. Now, Google is a very good place to look for information. Other search engines are available, but Google is certainly the one that I use on a daily basis. Google is excellent, the internet, an incredible resource. But Google is still just what it says it is. It is just a search engine. It can get us information, but it cannot solve the issues we face all on its own. And when it comes to those questions, how to heal, how to help our planet, how to be hopeful, I would like to humbly suggest that there is somewhere even better to turn to. For these are the very questions that the Bible answers. And for just a few moments this evening, I want us to search out the Bible's truth. The solution that the Bible offers to the suffering of the world is not just a theory that we can foolishly believe. It's not an academic doctrine that we can argue over till kingdom come. It isn't even a set of devout rituals that we can practice in church week by week. No, the solution that the Bible offers is a person. A real, living, breathing person. A person that every one of the Bible's many hundreds of pages is designed to help us search out. Throughout this service, we have heard some of the many names that this person goes by. From the prophecy of Isaiah, we learn that he is wonderful counsellor, the one who wisely guides us onto right paths. He is mighty God, the one through whom and for whom everything exists. He is everlasting Father, 
The one who lovingly picks us up and holds us close when things have gone wrong. He is Prince of Peace, the one through whom everything will be made right. From our reading in Matthew, we learn that this person is Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel is a name that is utterly unique. No one would dare take that name for themselves. Emmanuel is a name of ultimate presence and unlimited possibility. When human beings have run out of ideas and resources, Emmanuel holds out a way forward for us all. And from our reading in Luke, we learn this person is called Messiah. There can only be one Messiah, one anointed one. And when the angels gave that name to the shepherds, they were calling out for all to hear. The person you've waited for has finally arrived. Do not dawdle, do not delay, search out the Messiah and everything will change. Healing is here. Hope is here. Help is here. And what did the angels say next? You will find this great solution to your suffering in a person. A real, living, breathing person. Go to Bethlehem and you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Let's be in no doubt. The Bible is leading us on a search for a person. And this person is who we need in our lives most of all. But of course, this person has another name by which he goes by. A name so great it was given to him by the angels before he was even conceived. Alongside wonderful counsellor and mighty God. Alongside everlasting father and prince of peace. Alongside Emmanuel and Messiah. This person is called Jesus. The person that you and I need to search for is called Jesus. And I would like to tell us three things about that holy name. The first thing to say about the name Jesus is that it is an ideal one when we are involved in a search because it's easy to call out. Jesus, 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 where are you, Jesus? I need you, Jesus. And we can imagine Mary, Jesus' mother, doing the same thing as he was a child growing up. Indeed, through the whole of his life, really. For what mother doesn't want to call her son to her side? In the first century, Jesus was a popular boy's name. Many people had it. In fact, they still do in certain parts of the world. If you like your football, you'll know that there is a Jesus that plays for Manchester City. Jesus is a very relatable name, a very human name. And it is the staggering truth of the Christian faith that the person we need most of all in our lives was a human being with a name that could be called out on the streets. Andrew. James, Mary, Fiona, where are you? It's dinner time. Jesus, Jesus, where are you? I need healing. Our planet needs help. 
We all want hope. Come to us, Jesus. Come to us. The name Jesus is a name that we can call out for because it's a very human name. The second thing to say about the name Jesus is that it's a name we can trust. When we're on Google and we're searching for the answers to something, we never really know if we can trust the source that Google has just led us to. In our world of fake news and political spin, we've all had to learn to be detectives, hunting down the truth, analysing carefully everything we read. But the Bible reveals that Jesus is a name we can trust. We can depend upon his authenticity. Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew name Joshua. And that is very deliberate. In the Old Testament, Joshua was the one who led the people of Israel into the promised land. To understand this, you need to know a little bit of the story. God's people had been enslaved in Egypt for many years and their suffering was very great. And in their misery, they cried out for help to the Lord. And the Lord heard those cries and he promised to rescue them. He'd bring them out of their captivity. He'd give them a land which is full of milk and honey. And it was through Moses that God brought his people out of Egypt. You may have heard about the ten plagues and the crossing of the Red Sea. But then things started to go wrong. The people walked in circles in the wilderness for 40 years, never getting anywhere. And Moses, their great leader, then died of old age. And consequently, the people became desperate. They began to doubt whether they would ever reach the promised land. In their despair, they began to doubt whether they could trust God at all. But then came Joshua. Joshua picked the people up and led them on. He led them through the river Jordan. He conquered their enemies. He brought them to peace within the promised land. Through Joshua, God's promises of long past came to be fulfilled. And we need to know that story behind the name Jesus because we just cannot understand him without it. Just like Joshua fulfilled God's promises to his desperate people, Jesus fulfills God's promises to us. When Jesus came to earth, he fulfilled over 300 prophecies written over 500 years by different voices. And these were not just prophecies that he could cunningly set about to fulfill deliberately like a clever con man might. These prophecies included details about the place of his birth. None of us can arrange where we're born. Indeed, the whole of the Old Testament, the whole of the Jewish law and story finds its fulfillment in Jesus. In Joshua, the Jews found that God could always be trusted, even in the most difficult of circumstances. In Jesus, we find the same. Through Joshua, God led his people from desperate suffering into a promised land of peace. In Jesus, we find the same, but to a whole greater degree. And to that we will now turn. So Jesus is a name we can call out. Jesus is a name we can trust. The final thing we need to know about this name is that it is the name that saves. 
In fact, this is exactly what the name Jesus means. The Lord saves. And this, above all else, is the reason the angels gave the baby of Bethlehem that name. What was it that the angels said to Mary in our earlier reading from Matthew 1? You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. There are two things for us to note here. First, the name Jesus means the Lord saves. The Lord. Not just any old human being. The Lord. A moment ago I stressed how human the name Jesus is. And Jesus was perfectly human, just like you and I. That's what makes it so easy for us to call upon him in prayer when we need to. We can relate to Jesus. We can be sure that he understands what we're going through because he's been there himself. But Jesus was not just human. He was fully human and fully God. He was the Lord Almighty. He was the divine in human skin, bone of our bone, flesh of our flesh. In Jesus, God gave up the majesty of heaven and came to earth. And why did he do that? Because it was the only way to save us from our sin. And this is the second thing for us to notice. Above all else, it is sin that we need saving from. It is sin that lies behind the brokenness of the world, the pandemic and climate change. It is sin that lies behind the prejudice of racism and the wars that create the refugees. It is sin that leads to death and all the fear that it brings. Those three questions from Google, how do we heal? How do we help our planet? How do we be hopeful? You cannot answer any of those questions without talking about sin and our rescue from it. And the Bible tells us that every time we experience suffering in life, it's a reminder to us that something has gone wrong with the world. It's a wake-up call to our sin and our need for forgiveness. Jesus was the Lord on earth. And he came at Christmas, ultimately so he could die on the cross and defeat our sin. He took the blame for our mistakes, died the death that we deserve because of his sacrifice. We are set free. It is through Jesus that we are healed. Healed of regret and shame. But the Bible goes further. The Bible tells us that after his death, Jesus rose again and ascended into heaven. And we now live in a time where the good news of his life is offered out to all the world. We have the chance to call on his name. But one day, the Lord Jesus will return. And on that day, he'll remove sin from our planet for good. And on that day, Creation will be healed and perfected. On that day, all of our hopes will be realized. The Bible tells us that in the new heavens and the new earth, there'll be no more crying, no more mourning, no more pain, no more pandemic, no more war, no more suffering. Through Jesus, we reach the promised land. Now that's a very quick overview of the Bible. But that is what it means for Jesus to be our saviour. He rescues us 
And he rescues the world by first and foremost dealing with our sin. We can trust that this is true. It is based on the historical reality of the first Christmas and Easter. We can experience this salvation for ourselves. Many people in this room can attest to that. All we must do is call on his name. The Bible says that everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. But it also warns us that the name of Jesus is unique. Peter told us that salvation is found nowhere else, for there is no other name under heaven given to us by which we may be saved. And that is why we can search Google all we like. But if we don't eventually search for Jesus as found in the Bible, we will never find what we are looking for. I hope we can see tonight that the Christmas story is very good news In Jesus, we have a name that we can call on by day and by night in prayer. In Jesus, we have a name that we can trust. God always keeps his promises. In Jesus, we find the salvation that we and our world needs. When the shepherds went down to Bethlehem to search for the baby, they came away singing and dancing and praising God with great joy. And the same can be true for us. I urge us all this Christmas time to search for Jesus.